Well, praise the Lord. Praise Amen. The Lord. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to stand with me. Amen. As we go to the word of the Lord. And I'm reading tonight from the book of James chapter 5. James chapter 5. And we're going to begin reading with verse number 13. James chapter 5 and verse 13. Amen. I was here early praying, seeking the face of the Lord. And felt this uh, in my spirit, amen, to, to to talk to you about tonight. James chapter 5 and verse 13, if you have it, shout amen. Amen. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. And that's, I didn't see that until just right now, but that's very interesting. That if you'll pray for your brother, you'll get your own healing. That's what the Bible says. Pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Amen. I'm going to talk to you tonight about this topic. Prayer is still the key. Prayer is still the key. Amen. Would you set your Bibles down and would you lift your hands with me and ask the Lord to speak to your heart tonight in this place. God, we come before you on this Wednesday evening. We're thankful for all that you've done. God, we pray tonight, God, that you would speak to each and every one of us tonight, God. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our lives, God. I pray that this would be a momentous service for somebody under the sound of my voice tonight, God. I pray that the Holy Ghost would speak through me today. I pray that God's power, amen, would be manifested and the light of your glory would shine upon us today. And may a spirit of prayer, may a spirit of prayer get upon the church here tonight. And may we never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. We are called to become what we can never become unless we are men and women of prayer. Amen. I'll say that again. We are called to become what we can never become unless you and I are people of prayer. Amen. Throughout scriptures we see the role of the person, uh, the human race, 
amen, you and I, that we have got to do what we can do, and then God will do what He can do. In the, in the Gospels, there was a particular uh, encounter that Jesus had with the person with the withered hand. And it was in that encounter that Jesus spoke to that man with the withered hand. And he told him, stretch forth your hand. In other words, if you'll begin to activate, you'll begin to do what I'm telling you to do, then I'll do what only I can do. To another man that was laying from his mother's womb and was laying on his bed, he told him, amen, a man that was laying, laying down on his bed, he told him, rise, take your bed and walk. Hallelujah. He had to believe that God would do what he said he would do if he would begin to act in faith and he would begin to rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Here today, I want to remind the church that prayer is still the key that unlocks the door to your miracle. Prayer is still the key. Amen. Amen. To unlock the door. Amen. In your life today. We cannot carry on the work of the kingdom of God in any other way unless you and I become people of prayer. Hallelujah. We cannot do in the flesh what has begun in the spirit. Hallelujah. Prayer is more than just a privilege that you and I have to go before the Lord. But it's also a solemn duty that you and I have. Prayer is not just a privilege. But prayer is an obligation that you and I have to go before the Lord. Amen. Daily. Amen. Go before the Lord. Amen. With the open heart and open mind. Saying, God, deposit into me what only you can deposit into me. And here again today I want to remind you that for us to have His attention, for us as a church to have God's attention, God's got to get our attention. Hallelujah. He must have your attention. He must have you attending to Him in prayer. If you want God to put His eyes upon you, you've got to reach out to Him and say, It's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Hallelujah. For you to have God's attention, He must have your attention. John Bunyan, amen, that famed a writer once said that you can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. And in other words, you've got to first, amen, pray and come before the Lord with prayers, come before His presence with hands uplifted and a heart that's hoping, saying, God, I need you. God, I'm calling upon the God of heavens today. Amen. You've got to first pray and seek His face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. What better example do we have in Scripture than Jesus Christ? Amen. On three consecutive times, amen, in the Garden of Eden, prayed and prayed and prayed. Amen. The old uh, acronym is PUSH. Amen. P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. Amen. Pray until something happens. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 39, it says that he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed. Then a few verses later in chapter 26, verse 42, he went away again the second time and prayed. And in 
Two more verses later in verse 44. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Amen. When you prayed and you haven't seen God answer your prayers. Amen. Pray again. Amen. When you prayed a second time. And you haven't seen God do it yet. Pray again. And then pray again. And pray again. Mom, if you're here today and you haven't seen your children, amen, restored to God, pray. And then pray it some more. And pray again. If you're still waiting on the answer to your prayer, don't stop praying because it hasn't happened yet. Pray some more. Pray until something happens. Hallelujah. Pray until something happens. That's what it means to push in prayer. (coughs) To push in prayer. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. It says that in the morning rising up a great while before day. He went out. This is talking about Jesus. And departed into a solitary place. And there prayed. Prayer should be the thing that starts your day. Prayer should not be an afterthought in your life, but prayer should be the thing. Hallelujah. When you wake up and you wonder, it seems like I woke up for no reason. Why am I waking up at 5 in the morning? Why did I wake up at 6 in the morning? Why am I awake so early? I need more rest. If God woke you up, amen, God wants you to get up and God wants you to pray. Hallelujah. It's the will of God that this church be a praying church. It's the will of God that you and I be a praying people. I've got to be a praying man, a praying husband, a praying pastor, a praying employee from every angle and everything that I see and do. I've got to be a man that prays. You've got to start your day with prayer. Hallelujah. Start your day with prayer. Hallelujah. A little while ago, amen, Brother Daniel came to us. Amen. And he begins. He has begun coming to our church, and and God says done a great work in his life, and is still continuing that work. Amen. He said, "Well, I, you know, I got to get up. At, he gets up at I think one o'clock in the morning to drive to Daly City. Amen. To work out in 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 that area. And that's a long drive. It's a long haul. But he's got to be able to start at four in the morning for his job. Amen. In Daly City. And so he said, "Well, I'm already. I'm getting up so early. So he was. He prays on his way to work." And he said, well, he was praying on his way to work. This, And I told the story before. Amen. He began praying and, and the tears began flowing. Amen. And and but after a while, he said, I didn't know what was coming out of my mouth. I didn't know what I was speaking. Amen. It was I was speaking in tongues. It was the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Something happens. Amen. In the early hours of the day when you and I begin to consecrate ourselves and we begin to pray and we begin to seek God. Amen. There's things that happen when you and I begin to pray. If you'll start your day with prayer. Amen. Your day will go better. You'll have the strength to handle whatever comes your way. Hallelujah. One person once said, there are no perfect days, but there are perfect ways to start each day. And that's on your face in prayer, seeking the face of God. Hallelujah. You can start your day perfectly every time. And you'll get up and you'll pray and you'll seek His face. Get a hold of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Luke chapter 5 and verse number 16. Amen says, and he withdrew himself. Talking again about Jesus. 
and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Hallelujah. What I see from this verse of scripture here today is that prayer is a pulling away from everything else in the world around you. And it's putting your mind upon the Lord. A second thing we see from this scripture is that you can pray in your wilderness experiences. You can pray, amen, when it seems like everything is going contrary to your life. You can pray in the wilderness. You can pray in the valley. And you can pray on the mountaintop. No matter where you are in life, be a man, be a woman of prayer that gets after God and seeks His face. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 9, verse 28 through 29 says, And it came to pass about about eight days after these sins that Jesus took Peter and John and James and went up into the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. Hallelujah. You can pray in the valley low and you, you need to pray in the mountain top. Hallelujah. No matter where you are in life, if everything's going your way today, praise God. I'm going to be a man that prays. And if everything's falling apart around me, Praise God. I'm going to be a man that prays. No matter where I am in this walk of life, I've got to pray. I've got to pray. Another thing that we see from the scripture in Luke 9, 28-29 is that when he began to pray, the Bible says that the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. When he began to pray, his face looked different. His dress looked different. Everything about him looked different. Hallelujah. Sometimes you wonder, what's wrong with brother so-and-so? What's wrong with sister so-and-so? I don't know everything happened in their lives. But one thing I can tell you is when I get to praying, I get to the presence of God. I get before his face. Everything about me changes. Everything about me is different. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're going to walk different. You're going to talk different. You're going to look different. It's going to affect the way that you look. It's going to affect the way that you dress. It's going to affect everything about you when you begin to get into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. There are some things, amen, that will hinder your prayer tonight. Amen. I've got to, I just got to tell you, amen, worldliness is going to always be a hindrance to your prayers. Amen. If you've got lots of the world in your life and you're trying to hold hands with the world and hold hands with Jesus, it doesn't work. It doesn't mix. It's like oil and water. They don't mix. They, they're, they're just separate. Amen. God's not going to work. God's not going to move in your prayers if you're full of worldliness. If you've been playing ungodly music in your car on the way to church and then you try to worship God, amen, it doesn't mix. You're going to struggle, amen, with worshiping God. Amen, you can't get down to, amen, to Drake or Jay-Z or whatever else is out there and then think, I'm going to come here and worship God with ALC. It's not going to work. Amen. Those are things that will hinder, amen, your time of prayer. Another thing that will hinder your prayers is being involved in ungodly relationships. Amen. It'll, it'll eat away at you. It'll cause you to feel uncomfortable in God's presence because you know everything's not right in my life. Amen. Those things are going to hinder you. Amen. The parties with non-believers on Saturday nights and then try to worship God Sunday morning 
It's going to it's going to hinder you, and you're going to struggle. You know what else hinders people's prayers? This is something, amen, that we all struggle with. Is the smartphone. This smartphone is going to hinder some people's prayers. Because we can be on the phone all day long, amen, till we get a neck ache from looking down like this and our thumbs begin hurting. We get tendonitis from scrolling all day long and all we do is look at our phones and we realize, we look up and say, oh, my Lord, it's 9 o'clock at night. i got to get ready for bed, amen, because you've allowed some things to hinder your prayer life. You've got to make up in your mind, nothing is going to stop, amen, me from getting a hold of God. Hallelujah, you've got to have some self-control or you, you've got to get rid of it. Amen. If it's going to be the thing that stops you, you've got to make up in your mind, I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to set boundaries. I will have a daily, regular time of prayer with the Lord. Amen. Some people say, well, smartphones don't bother me. Amen. I'm okay putting it down. But you're glued to your television set all day long. And you think, man, wait till the next program's over before I pray. And then I'll wait till the next program's over till I pray. And it'll suck the life out of you. It'll steal every bit of spirituality you've got. It'll hinder your prayer. I'm here to tonight expose some things and tell you, you've got to make prayer a priority in your life. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Another thing that will hinder your prayers is, is weariness. Because if you put it off till the very last thing in the, before you go to bed and you think, well, I'm not, I'm just going to pray me a little nighttime prayer right before bed. Amen. You're going to struggle with weariness and, and suddenly the bed is going to look, amen, more inviting than, your, than being on your knees in prayer before the Lord. Because you didn't put him first. Bitterness will hinder your prayers. Amen. Holding a grudge against others. Amen. In your family, in the church, in the neighborhood, at your job, whatever. Bitterness will hinder your prayers. Sin will hinder prayers. Unrepentant sin in your life is going to steal, amen, the joy of prayer. It's going to zap. It's going to zap the life out of your time of prayer. And that's why we have church. Amen. So we have an altar call. You can say, God, forgive me of my sins. God, cleanse me. I want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. I don't want the sins of my past to haunt my future anymore. I want to get rid of that sin that weighs me down. And then there's others in this world. That it is busyness that stops their prayers, hinders their prayers. I'll never forget. A few years ago, I was teaching a Sunday school class for the, uh, it might have been the, the preteen boys, which is 10, 11 years of age. No, I stand correct. It was, it was a teen class. It was the teen class from 12 to 15. And I was teaching a, a boys class, the teenage boys and I began talking about, I began talking to this young boy in my Sunday school class about coming to church, about praying, about living for God. He said, I'm so busy. Right. 
after talking to him a little bit more, I found out he spends hours a day playing video games. And that was something that was important to him. I'm so busy. And I'm thinking, man, you're you're like 12 years old. How are you so busy? You have to spend hours on the on the on the PS2 or whatever is out, whatever the latest and greatest is. You've got to spend hours on that that video game station. People get so wrapped up in busyness. I've, I've got to go here. I've got to go there. Amen. Parents of, uh, then I can say this because I, I'm a parent of small, small children. Amen. You can get so busy with children. Amen. That you neglect your own walk with God. Yeah. Which comes number one. It's got to be your own walk with the Lord. Before Renee was here. Before Abel was here. Even before my wife was here. I had my own walk with God. And I walk with the Lord. Don't let busyness hinder your prayers. And don't let unbelief hinder your prayers. Thinking, well, I prayed last time and I didn't see anything happen. I prayed earlier and I didn't feel nothing. It's prayer is boring. Prayer is so dry. Prayer is such a struggle and it's just it's just it's just so difficult. It's I feel like it's just I, I, my prayers go up and they come right down and I wonder if God's even hearing my prayers and, and your your life is filled with doubt and unbelief. Amen. The Bible says he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to believe, man. When I get to praying, Sister Camarita, I wonder how God's going to answer my prayer this time. Brother Nathan, when I go to praying tonight, I wonder how God's going to answer my prayer. I, and I'm, I'm going to be praying for my family. I'm going to be praying for my finances. I'm going to be praying for my pastor. Whatever it is, that I'm going to I'm going to be wondering and anticipating how is God going to answer the prayer this time. I know He is. I'm just wondering how. You've got to let faith lead you in prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've got to pray about everything. And you've got to pray every time. You've got to pray throughout every phase of your life. Amen. If you want to live for God for any length of time, if you want to have a testimony like Sister Camarina, who's been living for God for over 40 years, amen, it's going to be because somewhere along the line, you said, I'm going to have a time of prayer with the Lord. It's going to be a regular thing in my life. I'll not be a Sunday Christian. I'll not be a Wednesday Christian. I'll be a Monday Christian. I'll be a Tuesday Christian. I'll be a Thursday Christian. I'll be a Christian on Friday. I'll be a Christian on Saturday. I'll be a man. I'll be a woman that prays and talks with the Lord. Let me tell you tonight, pray when you've got money in your bank account. And pray when you're on food stamps. Pray when you've got a great marriage. And pray when you're in the divorce court. Pray when you're in great health. And pray when you've got terminal sickness. Pray when all your family's in church. And pray when they're away from God. Pray when you're unemployed. And pray when you reach the top of the corporate ladder. And pray everywhere in between. Pray when you've got a beautiful home. And pray when you're homeless. Pray when the sun is shining. And pray when it's darkness all around. Pray when the Republicans are in charge. And pray when the Democrats are in charge. Pray when people of the Holy Ghost and baptisms are happening every day. And pray when it seems like nobody wants Jesus. 
Pray when you're married. Pray when you're single. Pray when you're in college. Pray when you're in high school. And pray when you've graduated from all types of formal education. Pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in English. Pray when God says yes and pray when God says no. But whatever the situation, be a man, be a woman that walks with God, that prays, that has a relationship with God. Each and every one of us should be able to stand with shoulders square and say, I have a relationship with Jesus. He's my friend. He is my best friend. I have an intimate relationship with Jesus. I speak in tongues regularly. I pray regularly. Amen. I get a hold of God. And my life is forever changed. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Pray, 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 pray. Pray no matter what happens. Pray when you're getting promotions. And pray when you're getting peach slips. Pray when you're buying a car. And pray when it gets repossessed. Amen. Pray no matter what happens. Pray when you've got friends all over the world. And pray when you feel like you're all alone. Pray when you feel depressed. And pray when you feel happy and excited. Pray, pray, pray. Prayer is still the key that unlocks the door. And if this church will be a praying church, if this church will be a church that prays, then this church will be a church that moves heaven and shakes hell. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Prayer is still the key that unlocks the door. Hallelujah. Pray out loud. Pray kneeling on your knees before the Lord. Pray standing up erect. And pray sitting down. Pray when you're walking. Pray when you're laying down. Pray with focus. Stop everything else that you're doing. And pray and seek the face of God. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord right now in this place. Hallelujah. The music will begin to play. Hallelujah. I think that God wants, amen, to do something great in your life today. Amen. God wants to change somebody's life so radically tonight that you'll never be the same. God wants to give somebody in this place a life of prayer. Amen. And He's giving you an open door into His presence. Prayer is an invitation into the presence of God. Prayer is, amen, to exchange currency in the heavenlies and to see the supernatural happen in a natural world. Prayer is to get God's attention. Prayer is a thing that changes your heart, that melts the stony heart. Prayer is a thing, amen. Prayer is the one thing that will transform you. Pray no matter where you are in life today. Pray if you feel the goosebumps or pray if it feels like sandpaper. Pray no matter what happens. Pray, pray, pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody once said, and I'm closing with this last statement here tonight. Somebody once said that heaven is filled 
with a room. In other words, there's a room in heaven that will surprise all of us when we see it. And someone said that this room has within it large boxes neatly packaged with the lovely ribbon on the top with your name on it. Amen. And that uh, title on that name, that package slip, it says never delivered to earth because never requested from earth. Amen. There are things that are awaiting you in heaven, but you've got to be the man. You've got to be the woman to pray and say, God, I want everything that you have for my life. I don't want to leave anything on the table. If it takes a night of prayer, if it takes going to a prayer meeting, if it takes going to pre-service prayer, if it takes getting up early before the sun rises, I'll pray, I'll pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, let's pray right now. I want to God that somebody would say, you know what, no matter how I feel tonight, I refuse to wear the sour face. I refuse to sit idly by. I'm going to extend myself. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to touch God tonight. Come on, I need some Holy Ghost filled people to lift their voice.